You're listening to The Right Process, a podcast in which one writer tells the story of completing one work from concept to completion. I'm your host, Charlie Jensen. The Right Process is sponsored by Antioch University's Low Residency MFA Program in Creative Writing. Want to learn how to write fiction, nonfiction, poetry, young adult, screenwriting, or playwriting in a two-year program that's mostly remote? Apply by visiting antioch.edu slash apply. Hi, guys. My name is Darren Dortch, and I wrote on Claws Season 3, Episode 5, Zaddy Was a Rolling Stone. Darren L. Dortch is a comedic writer hailing from St. Louis, Missouri. This Midwest native schlepped to L.A. after receiving his B.A. in film production from Webster University. His desire to be a voice for working class folks inspired his irreverent pilot, Shortchanged, which won the inaugural Turner American Black Film Festival TV Writing Contest in 2017. Before delving into professional writing, Darren worked in retail and project management jobs. Darren was a writer for two seasons on TNT's outrageously delicious dramedy, Claws. Darren's first episode of Claws was also the directorial debut of star Nisi Nash. Darren was executive story editor on Warner Brothers' owns The Kings of Napa. Despite his raunchy sense of humor, Darren has been a born-again Christian for nearly 30 years. He has written multiple pitches and spec scripts and is preparing to write his first book and a salacious podcast. In Claws episode 305, Zaddy Was a Rolling Stone, five diverse, hardworking manicurists at the Nail Artisan of Manatee County try to make ends meet in a state economy while managing perilous personal lives awash in drama. Amidst all the silk wraps, pedicures, and polished treatments, salon owner Desna, who lives with and cares for her mentally ill twin brother, leads a staff that includes best friend Jennifer, now sober and raising two kids from a previous relationship, enigmatic Anne, who provides security for the salon, mild-mannered preppy and ex-convict Polly, and Virginia, who becomes easily bored and impatient with her job. Also hanging around the salon are Shady Redneck Roller, Ambulance Coach Bryce, Jennifer's husband, who is also newly sober, and Uncle Daddy, a dangerous, deeply Catholic, and actively bisexual crime boss. When I got staffed on Claws season three, the show became a hit in season two, and they really wanted to expand the characters. So the star of the show, Nisi Nash and my showrunner, they really wanted to do an episode about Desna's father. When we were in the clause room, we were like, we want to bring in her father, but we want to kind of make it a little bit like interesting. Let's kind of twist it up some. I mean, maybe he is like a thief and he steals from her or he's like a dope head, like something where it's not so sappy. So that's kind of where the whole idea was born at. I almost feel insane saying this, but it's like three, four people in a room debating, pitching, yelling. I don't think there were any tears during my episode, but it's just very, you know, it's very fun, but it's very intense. And man, pitching, I feel like is its own beast because it's just everybody has different tastes. 
basically. So one thing that I learned very early on is that you don't want to pitch to try to make someone else happy. Pitching in a writer's room can be very daunting, but I think that everybody should really just be themselves. When I first started on Kloss, I would say the first month, I was really kind of feeling people out and seeing what they might respond to. And then my showrunner, she was like, listen, I just want you to come in here every day and just, you know, pitch me at least three jokes. And I'm like, oh, that's it? That ain't shit. So then I felt very comfortable then. And I mean, this may not work for like everybody, but I like to pitch very bold things, very like interesting. I don't mind being very explicit or outrageous or loud because you just don't know what's really going to land. So whenever you pitch anything, just give it your all. So yeah. What I like about the writing process for Claus is that everybody is extremely helpful. When we are breaking a story, we like to split up the room into, I would say, A story, B story, and then C and D story. I believe we split off into three groups for about three days. Everybody's just pitching stuff, throwing it out. We may like it one day and then the next day come back and say, yeah, that's actually not very good. Let's remix that some. So we made sure that we had three storylines. Basically, every single character really needs some sort of story in every episode. So characters on Claws, we have a good, I want to say, nine people that are in like every single episode. We went through Desna. She is like our lead. So we want to make sure that Desna normally has at least two scenes every act. We normally have six acts. We're like, okay, so she needs to be in two scenes in act one, maybe three, depending on how heavy her plot is. And then we just pretty much go down that entire list and just do that for all nine people. The people that aren't the leads, they can get away with being in maybe one scene per act. If we have a guest star, we want to make sure that they have at least, I would say, three scenes. Our leads, though, normally get at least two scenes like every act, give or take. So that's pretty much beating out a character, just really making sure that each person has something every act. And then we would go to outline. And I mean, our outlines were normally about 15 pages, probably. And then I would also say with an outline, you don't want to get too attached to it only because there's a high chance that something big may get thrown out. 
There's been some times when someone will read it and be like, I don't like that storyline. Let's delete it. That's when it's like, okay, so we're going to be working a very late night tonight. Redo the B story. Once there is an outline, everybody and they mama will give notes on an outline. I mean, I like even think if I'm not mistaken, I think God himself gave notes on my outline. Like it's just everybody's given their notes basically. So we got a round of notes from the writers, producers, the studio, the network. And then I finally, all right, let's write it now. And I would say, honestly, when you are breaking story for your episode, between breaking the story, the outline, and then going to script, I would say it takes a good probably two weeks. We wrote some amazing outlines. Everybody really helped and really gave their notes. And what I really like is that the notes are very specific. So that really helps with the script too. So pretty much once we are done with the outline and everybody gives their notes, it's very, very easy to take that and write the script in three days, like a week. So that's pretty much how it's done. I mean, I know that sounds like a very short deadline, very short. I started working on the episode in December and then wrote it, I think, in late December. I mainly like to write at home. I did a little writing in my office, but I wrote the majority of this at my kitchen table. That's just my like spot. I have all of my snacks and my nice uh, pillow here that I'm like laying on. And I read books. I watch so much TV, movies, magazines, everything. I watch the news like every day. So I'm always kind of having ideas really kind of come from all of this content. So it was nice just really kind of pulling from like everything for this story. I like to write when I really feel inspired, which is pretty much every day. Honestly, my process is I will get up, I'll worship, exercise, eat. And then it was like, all right, I've got to have my scenes turned in in two days or uh, three days. So let me make sure I am starting at 9 30 10 in the morning i always like to write for an hour and then a break and then like another hour and etc with me i write very fast too i can write like a scene in 20 minutes i know this sometimes takes a little longer but i always 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 start with a beat sheet and a beat sheet is the scene and a sentence. When I am sitting down with the beat sheet, normally what works for me, I will just literally take it 
scene by scene, A story, B story, C story. And I would say normally for a good outline, it will take maybe a week at most. But if it's something that's really, really feeling it, you can write a really good outline in three days. So that's like the research is done, the beat sheet, and then, you know, you can just sit down and just fill it in. On this one, I wrote my scenes and then I reread my scenes a good, you know, five, six kind of times, kind of changed some things and then sent them in to the writers. When you are staffed on like a show, once you write your episode, as soon as you turn it in, it gets torn up. I mean, it's just, you know, I like to tell writers don't get too attached to certain things because you just never know. The very first draft of it, I don't think the notes were horrible, but every single writer in the room had multiple pitches on like every page. Like anything that is like a note, you know, is there a specific line that maybe we can make that funnier? Are we landing on the right emotion with that character? Do we have enough scenes for that character? Is this scene going on too long? I'll be very honest. I mean, I am a writer that likes very edgy stuff. With this script, even though it didn't make it on screen, one of my pitches is like, okay, where's the sex? Who's fucking? Like, who's master? Like, where, like what's going to make it sexy? You know, basically every writer will read it. And for like every scene and sometimes every page, they're like, well, what if the character did this? Or what if we change that joke to this? Or what if we cut out that scene here? Or what if we add in this character, like at the very end, you know? So it's just a variety of notes on how can we really make this script pop? The process with that, like I was working with my producer and we're really just kind of figuring out, okay, what's the good note? What's the bad note? Which ones, you know, should we like ignore? Like, will the net work like this? Will, you know, Nisi not like this? So it's really just kind of taking in everybody's notes and really seeing, okay, what's really going to make this the very best episode? So I would say this before my outline went to the studio or the network, all of the writers on the show gave notes. We were all like, okay, this feels pretty good. Then the outline went to the studio and with mine, they actually in the outline, they didn't have a lot of huge notes really, which was like amazing. So once I got back the notes from the studio, I helped fix their notes and then it went to the network. And like, again, they came back with some notes and they weren't bad. So put them in. And then it's like, all right, we're off to script pretty much. So yeah. I love 
the show. So, you know, writing this was very fun. It was very, very fun. Niecy Nash directed this one too. So I sort of knew she wanted something cool, something edgy, something very black. Like I knew that too. So I was like, let me really give her the emotion, the comedy, the coolness that she likes. She is very, very smart and she's very funny. You know, when her and I met and spoke, she had a lot of ideas, pitches. So when I sat down and wrote this, that really helped me come up with things that were either very funny or very Black. We sort of have a similar sense of humor some, so it was kind of nice putting those two worlds together. And then also once we got on set and produced it, it was even more fun because we were literally punching up scenes on set. It is no secret now that Hollywood has been very white for many, many decades now. And now everybody is, you know, trying to be a lot more woke now. So like oftentimes we, as a black writer, are really trying to put our voices on stories that haven't really been told that much by Black writers. So when I say very Black, I mean, myself and uh, Anisi with this, like, we really wanted to really put our culture in it. So a lot of the jokes, maybe, or a lot of the food, maybe, or what other people may, you know, wear or what they may listen to. And oftentimes, I don't want to say we go off of stereotypes, per se. But for instance, if you guys ever have a dinner at a Black person's house, most, not all, but most Black people, like, always have Lowry's. Lowry's is seasoning salt. I mean, it's just like a thing. Like we like our food with some spices on it. So in this episode, Nisi's character, she is thinking about moving in with her man who's white. And in the very first scene, she's, you know, like, I don't know how you live. Do you like even use Lowry's? Like, do you know like what that is? That's like a very, very specific in like our culture. I would say throughout this whole script, it's very specific things that are very, very black. I was really hoping that I could, you know, kind of show these little things to mainstream like America. And I was very happy the night that this thing aired because I got on Twitter people were like quoting things that were very black too. So I'm like, all right, job well done. Like they got it, like they, you know, got the jokes. So I remember when Nisi came in to work on her cut of the episode, she watched first cut and she told me, she was like, I just watched this episode and like, ooh, like, 
this is so black. And I was like, good, like we did like our job then. So yeah, 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 yeah. After the first draft and after getting notes from the studio, the network, and then also since Nisi directed it, she gave some notes. So before we turned in the final draft for production, I want to say I had about a week and some change to kind of do like everybody's notes. And then before it went out to production, then I kind of did my own final pass. I love the process of production, shooting, post. Once the draft went out for production, everybody read it, the cast, producers, the sound people, just everybody. We started helping give ideas on the music, the costumes, just everything. Before we shoot like a scene, we want the actors to rehearse it. Now, there are some shows where once you write the script, producers don't want anything changed. Claus, though, we have some very talented, very funny like actors. So sometimes on set, we will rehearse a scene and be like, you know what? It's still, it's still not quite funny. So with Nisi being very funny and with me, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it being very funny too. There was a certain scene where we rehearsed it on set and it was good, but Nisi she was like, I think it's missing something. Like we can actually make this a little bit funnier. So what happened is that I took the scene and I took Nisi and we literally went off and we're just like pitching, ribbon, like what about if, you know, we do this, uh, blah, blah, blah. And we came up with some really, really funny stuff. So once I, you know, tweaked it some, we went back and rehearsed it with the cast. And I mean, dude, it fucking killed. And we were like, all right, let's shoot it now. That was like a really fun process. And I do think that you really do need need to sometimes do that on set because it's just, it's something about being on set and like everybody's like excited and there's energy and you're like, we can make this even better. And I mean, I am one of those writers that I like to feed off the energy of my actors, especially if they are comedic too. I mean, I feel like you can always, always make it funnier. I live in LA and the show shoots down in New Orleans. That's like a party city. So I'm like, oh, wow. Like I get to go down there for almost, you know, three weeks to uh, produce this now. Once we got everything prepped, then I went to set and we shot it. Listen, it's some very long days, but it's fun though. The food is amazing. 
then like on set and they're like wheeling in lobster and steak and popcorn and beignets and whatnot. And I'm sitting there, you know, watching the monitors and I'm like, okay, I just ate. So I most likely shouldn't eat that lobster that just rolled in, but let me sample some and then, you know, kind of get back to work. Every showrunner is different. I mean, some showrunners, they want to keep everything to themselves and they, you know, just write your like episode and I will kind of handle like everything else. I mean, I feel very, very blessed that I have a showrunner that's very sharing, very giving. And she has worked on many, many hit shows. So the way that I have learned, that's really how writers learned 50 years back. But now I feel like our budgets are a little shorter now and everybody just wants to get the writing done fast and then just have the showrunner like handle like everything else, which is very stressful by the way. With the way a lot of television is being produced now, a large majority of lower level writers, they don't really get the chance to produce their episodes. And then they also aren't really involved in post-production. And one thing that I am so, so thankful for with Klaus is that I was involved in every single aspect from the writer's room, pre-production, production, post, after party, rap party, like just everything. My thing is that I feel like if you are able to get a taste of the process early on, that's really going to make you a better writer, producer, showrunner, et cetera. And also, you know, you will learn like about editing too. I mean, like I, you know, went to film school and I worked in post. So I know like a lot about editing, but I know that a lot of writers don't always have that experience. So I'm a really big fan of writers getting to learn everything. It's just extremely helpful with writing like a script too, because you're like thinking like a director, a like editor, like, okay, this scene might be too expensive or it might be a little harder to kind of shoot or that may not edit too well together. So maybe I shouldn't write that in the script maybe. And another reason why, you know, I wanted to share that is because I do think there is this misconception in the business that it's like, well, as long as, as I write good script, like everything else is fine. And it's just like writing is so much more than just that script. It's all the other kind of business stuff and all the other production stuff that's on a top, like of all like of that. Between pre-production and post-production, it will take another few months before everything is wrapped. And it's like, all right, like everything looks good. We can finally air this episode now. 
with posts, you're dealing with editors, music folks, actors coming in doing ADR lines. There were even some lines I ended up rewriting in the post process too. So it's a lot. Yeah. Even after things are shot, you still might have to write a like extra line here, like, or there, or they'll be like, yeah, we, we, you know, want to shoot like one more like extra scene for this too. So you may like have to write a like extra scene. You just never know. You never know. Yeah. Don't be scared of a rewrite. Once you are writing in Hollywood, it, I mean, man, it's so much rewriting like every week. I mean, it's notes and notes and rewrite, like that's just every week. So I like to tell writers, if you can't handle a rewrite now, you won't be like able to when you're being paid like a million bucks, because then if you can't handle the rewrite, you will either get fired or sued. So I'm, you know, I'm really, really big on writing and rewriting. And then take care of your mental health. I mean, because this is a very tough business. It's very, very tough. Like dealing with all these execs and producers and managers and agents and actors, directors, it's exhausting. If you are a religious person, you know, uh, prayer or like exercise, meditation, drinking water, hell, sex, lots of sex. Like, I feel like everybody needs some outlet to kind of cope with this very difficult business. And then the very, very last thing, network with other writers. Because I feel like that every writer needs another writer that they can lean on for um, support. You know, people that can be there for them on the very happy days and the very bad days, you know. Honestly, the number one thing, keep writing, keep writing. I mean, I think that whenever you stop writing for years, you really take yourself out of the game. So yeah, yeah. The Writer's Program offers courses, certificates, and services that help writers achieve their writing goals one page at a time. For more information, visit writers.uclaextension.edu.